Hey, Adam, I've got some good news. I love good news, Nick. Well, guess what? I got some. (laughs) Tell me. As of this episode of the show, Thank the Maker is partnering up with Roosevelt's, the company that makes all those rad Star Wars button downs that I've been wearing recently. Yeah, they do t-shirts and shorts and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. I'm very pumped that they are teaming up with Thank the Maker. And on top of that, they're also going to be involved helping us throw the ultimate Star Wars party, Mosh Eisley, from here on out. So stoked. I love that company. I love their stuff. I'm going to get some. I I actually don't own anything yet, but I I saw everything that you got recently. So I'm going to go, and everyone who's listening should go to roosevelts.com. That's R-S-V-L-T-S.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. That's R-S-V-L-T-S.com. It's like Roosevelt's without vowels because, you know, millennials. And use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. I'm your host, Ryan Key. I'm your host, you could call me Happy from here on out, Happy (laughs) Ganbarian. That works for me. I'm Nick. (laughs) Lafferty Daniel and Ganbarian Happy? (laughs) And returning this week again, friends, podcast cousins. Are we cousins or are we siblings? Mike Forrester. Hello there. <laughs> oh, actually, I was supposed to say, based on all my things I said last week, hello, my friends. <laughs> yes, that. And Sarah Maciel. Hello, hello. It's so good to see you. I have nothing cool to say, sorry. That counts. Sounded really cool. It was so good to see you. I'm not going to lie, you guys. The last time we were together, we were in uh, Honky Tonk something Florida. <laughs> what, what was the name of the place we were at? Orlando kicking bo- kicking boots. <laughs> what was the name of our hotel, Sarah? What the heck was that? All star music. <laughs> All star music. We we're there. I just remember there were huge boots. There were boots. Oh man, um, this is how I'm you tell it. I'm a northerner. Honky tonk, kicking boots, Orlando, Florida, that's man. That's what I thought. They were a huge pair of boots. <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna lie. We were sitting around drinking ninety Coors. And uh, it definitely is not as cool this time compared to the last time we were doing this. So I'm just going to say that right it's now. Good to see you, but it's not very cool. <laughs> it is very underwhelming compared to the last it's, time it's we actually, did It's this. a little bit offensive, honestly, that I have to see you all and, and not be in that setting ever again. Back to your squares, everyone. Back to your squares. I'm not so sure I like you guys as much as I thought I did now that we're not all together. Oh, I thought you meant now that you met us. Oh, no, no, no. No, just now that we're not having that experience. Everything is a little bit less shiny. Yeah. It's very true. We're not in space. Everyone looks all low res and shit. The world is a little more dull. Yeah. Less enthusiastic and 
<sighs> this is a great way to kick off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? You want to be depressed after? Go on the Star Cruiser. That's all we got to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> Happy with your life? Go have more fun than you've ever had, and go back to your life and realize it's actually shit. <laughs> except for except for Happy Gambarian. Apparently, he is carrying the torch. Full. My, my tank is full. Yeah, baby. I love Riding it. high. Oh. Well, uh, let's do it because there's a lot to talk about. We're talking about our trip to on the Galactic Star Cruiser, Disney's new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience, resort, voyage. I don't know how, how do they talk about it officially? Experience. Adventure. It has to be yeah, adventure. Yeah, sure. That's fine too. So I think we talked about what it is and everything last week. We were all under the influence and I haven't listened to it since. So we'll just assume that we did cover what this is conceptually and get into it for real. I'll do stolen plans without hitting the thing basically. So this past Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, March 3rd through 5th, 2022, we embarked, we arrived and checked in at uh, 1 p.m. on day one, left at 10 a.m.-ish, departed, checked out, 10 a.m. on day three. We were the last ones to leave, man. Last <laughs> ones. Truly. Yeah. yeah. A 45-hour voyage, longer than a three-hour tour, <laughs> to make an old reference, arrived fully in costume, left partially in costume, and man, did it feel like 45 hours to you? Did it feel like more? Did it feel like less? What do you guys think? It was crazy. I've been debating that. I think it yeah. went by, I, I never thought that I would say this, but I think I mentioned it to someone on the first day when it was about two o'clock in the afternoon, like, or sorry, it was like four o'clock. We'd been on for like three hours or so. I said something like, this is not going by super fast. Like I thought yeah. it would. I can't believe it's only four o'clock. Like we have the whole night, whole afternoon still ahead of us. And the second day, I remember feeling the same thing around two o'clock or something in the afternoon. I was like, dude, we have the, this is, we've done so much and we have so much mm -hmm. more to do. So I'm going to say personally, I think it went by at a perfect rate. Mm. Like I, obvious I didn't want it to be over, but I did I didn't feel like, you didn't feel ripped off. The time was passing really quickly. I felt like I was able to immerse myself in each experience fully and then move on to the next one. And I never felt rushed. I felt excited, you know? Yeah. There was a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. So it, it is rushed, but you're just rushed to like jump into the next part of your story, your adventure, not like, ooh, I, I'm going to miss something because it's so fast and we're going to run out of time. And mm -hmm. I never felt like we were going to run out of time. And I think that's... All, all credit as we've all posted, um, Mikey, I think you, you posted something really, you know, just really incredible thanking all the people that put their hard work and imagination into creating this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what I'm talking about is very much a result of, of that brain power and that imagination and hard work in that to make it feel fast paced and awesome, but you're not going to miss anything that you, you're the reason it feels that way is because it's part of your story and you're choosing the next step in it and you just want to get to it. So I was very pleased with the length of it, to be honest. I think too, there's like, so it's like about a 45 hour experience. I probably slept 10 hours total. So it's mm -hmm. like a 35 yeah. hour up being constantly bombarded with, in a good way, with a story. And there is a culmination to the story. So once that's done, all we did that night was drink, wake up and then leave, you know, like this, yeah. it was done. There wasn't anything else to do. So I kind of feel like you put a bow on it and then it's done after that. There's nothing to like yearn for, you know, like it, uh, it did seem so action packed and so dense that we got a lot out of those 45 hours besides the sleeping time. 
But then even when you're sleeping, you're like, uh, I'm in space. I'm in a bunk bed in space. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little different perspective because we brought our kids with us. Everything was busy all the time just because we had two other humans to take care of and they had potty breaks and they had to do this and they, you know, our littlest one would take naps and those types of things. So if you're going as a family, it feels pretty busy all the time, always. It's not a bad thing. It's just prepare to not sleep for a couple of days, like right. all of y'all. Mm-hmm. How much did you and Steven sleep per night? Four hours. I slept four hours each night. Damn. Yeah. Like a youngling. Right? <laughs> like a youthful person. The first night I stayed up with y'all. Steven took the kids to bed early. I stayed up with y'all, hung out, played sabacc. I roll into the room at like 1230. I was like, ah, I should probably like see if Steven wants to come switch out, come drink or whatever. My littlest one was still awake. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Go to bed. She loved it though. She loved being in space. I know. I'm going to say from an outsider's perspective, Steven gets dad of the year award. Dude, yes. does he I not? I feel like there was Agreed. a big element of mom Mom gets to have some some fun. Yeah, he's, this trip. he's pretty amazing. The force is strong with that one. No, he's, he's awesome. Even right now, I'm like using his computer to film this. <laughs> he's awesome. God, get it together, Sarah. <laughs> I know. I'm a mess. Mike, how about you, pace-wise? I would say it's hard to gauge your excitement and that we... St- didn't really know. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful that we all went in relatively blind to spoilers and just kind of the overall view. I mean, honestly, I didn't even know anything about the paths. Like, I I guess overall, it felt like it went on speed, pretty much like you're saying, Ryan. And the part that threw me for a loop was how busy we would be. I mean, there were like people that we were considering like, let's do a meetup in Batu and let's do all that. I'm like, holy crap. Like we didn't have, I didn't even think had time to open my phone mm-hmm. to check our discord. Like shout out to H Clark and a couple of people that we missed that wanted to meet up with us on our discord, on our discord channel. Oh my God, like, we I didn't- completely forgot. I feel so bad. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, literally that's how busy we were. And so I think we all underestimated how much they packed into this experience. Right. And and that was a part of it that we were all kind of joking offline is if we do it again, we would do it a little bit different, not from a different category, but just saying now we could chill a little bit knowing what we know now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about this a little bit later when we get into spoilerish territory and what to expect and how to use your time. But I know the first few hours, probably because we showed up a little late, Ryan and I were on full-blown lead singer and ADHD bass player mode. God, we were on brand all weekend long. (laughs) Yeah. All weekend long. We showed up a little late, so we got in late. So I was in that, I I couldn't shake that high anxiety, FOMO, rushed, I'm behind schedule kind of thing. So the first three, four hours, I was like, oh my God, what do we do? What does that screen do? How do you get that thing? Where do you get that code? Is it over here? Did I bring my phone address? Oh my God. The first four hours, I was out of my mind. I was having a great time, but I was losing my mind. It's a lot. It's sensory overload. Yeah. It really was. Speaking speaking of that, of sensory overload, think about, you know, your daily life now with your stupid electronic device that is constantly stimulating yeah. you. Like, even if you don't want it to, it's it forces, it buzzes and you look at it. I made a promise to myself, this, like from the minute I got out of the car and boarded the ship, that my phone was going to stay in the room. And I, I literally left it in the room on the charger the entire 45 hours. I never removed it from the room once. So I don't have, I don't have any pictures, but 
I, I guess, and this is my own personal experience, it's different for everybody. I'm not the kind of person that would have anyways gone around and like taken a picture of the the consoles and taken a picture of the inside of the elevator. and take, I don't, I, I, that stuff just lives on my phone. I don't do, you know what I mean? I don't do it. I'm, I'm just not that kind of traveler. Sure. Um, and I knew that we were going to get to take professional photos mm-hmm. on board uh, with the Disney photo pass and the Disney photographers. And I know that those are going to be really meaningful. And I knew that ahead of time. And so I just was like, I am going to immerse myself in this so fully that I'm, I'm not going to let the outside world, you know, stimulate or influence this in any way. And part of what they have dreamed up for this thing that's so cool is they give you your own data pad, uh, which is in essence, it's an iPhone that only has the, the Disney play app installed on it. And, and I was to Mike, to your point, like not knowing how busy it was going to be, don't you think, think back on when you got on the ship, it wasn't like you got a lot of instruction. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. there was sort of like a check the consoles. That's where that, and if you think back and you break it all down, that's where it all starts mm-hmm. is your first interaction with that, you know, the, whatever floor you're on, that ship console that you, you know, that you first press whatever button, that's the beginning of your act. That's really the beginning of your adventure. And they didn't, they don't give you any guidelines, make sure this or that, you know, but I I don't know how I feel about the fact that we had like advanced notice, which we did have a little bit of. Well, we'll get, we'll get into specifics, like you said, in a little bit. Um, But before we do, I want to assure the listeners that we will not get into spoilers without warning. Yes. We're, we're going to get heavy in later, but yes. you will have sufficient warning because I know there's some, some folks who want to hear our genuine reactions, but some of that's going to come from spoilers. Some of it's not. So we're going to give you our initial kind of emotional reactions, broad brush strokes, and then later we'll come back with a full wrap up so you can hear that. In the meantime, check out whenever you want to and then jump to that if you don't want to hear, hear the whole thing. Rewind it, unhear data pad and stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Datapad is, uh, that's pretty widely known, right? Ships have consoles. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> Spaceships have consoles, not a spoiler. One thing to note, though, on that topic is that they're not going to be providing data pads for everybody always going forward. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. While it was nice to like disconnect, but you may not get that choice. Let's touch on that more in a moment because okay. I have thoughts and there, there are things to consider given that fact. Sure. All right. Overall, let's talk about this a little more like we did before we started recording, kind of like the big emotional takeaway in general. I'll give my first like one sentence impression, then everyone else goes and we'll talk about how we all cried and stuff. Um, I can say confidently that this was the most fun I've ever had, ever. Like the, the most fun I've had in two days in my whole life, period, straight up. Like no joke. It was one of the most emotional experiences I've ever had as well. I'm, I'm going to bury the lead and spoil my my take right now and say like 100% it was worth the money. If it wasn't worth the money, you did something wrong. What do you guys think? I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't I don't I mean, I've been to seven continents out of eight. If not, I've been to six out of seven. I've seen some amazing shit. I've had a charmed life as a traveler and without minimizing any of those experiences or the things I've seen, the places I've gone, this was hands down the best travel experience of my entire life. I've, I've never been filled with such constant joy and overwhelming excitement minute after minute after minute there. It was, it was overwhelming in the best possible way. I agree with you completely that it is worth every penny. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the, in the prequel episode that we understand that, that you can say that all you want and that doesn't make it attainable for everyone. 
you know, and, and, uh, Sarah going with your family, there's that point I, I brought up. I, I, I can't, I don't really know what to say for someone who's like a sole breadwinner for their family and has to afford to take the whole family. I, I wish I had a way to like talk th- that out and be like, it's still, you, you know, you got to sell your firstborn child to go on the star cruiser. <laughs> but the way we did it, dividing it up amongst friends to go, you're not going to tell me it wasn't worth every single penny of it uh, for us doing it that way, you know? And, and you certainly will spend almost that much money in three days total, you know, three days total time at Disney World and not have anywhere near the experience yeah. we had. So, And Disney claims Disney World proper claims to be the happiest place on earth. Somebody needs well, to update the Wikipedia page on that because that shit ain't true <laughs> no more. Yeah, I, I will remember if we never go again, which I know that's I know we will. If we didn't, I, I mean, I will remember this for the rest of my life. Uh, it will be, it will be one of my fondest memories and not just because of the star cruiser, but because of the people I was with, it was, it was surreal. It was surreal. And tissues are coming out. <laughs> it was surreal. Sorry guys. <laughs> Sarah, go next because. Don't make me go next. I'm crying. No. I'm like actively crying right I'm now. I'm going to make you cry more if I go next. Sarah, <laughs> this is great podcast content. Please tell us, give us your emotions. Oh my God. All the emotions being what we're three days removed from Star Cruiser. You can hear the tears in my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Being three days removed from it, it's still, I can't reconcile how incredible the last week of my life has been. And part of it was the actual Star Cruiser experience and the story and the incredible cast members and characters that helped build that story. But a really huge part of it was I've known you guys for about five, six months as squares on my screen. (laughs) And same with like Dano and the Facebook groups that we created for the voyage and the costuming groups and all of these things and getting to meet those people and you guys in person do all of this stuff together. Like it can never be replicated in the way that it was. And the fact that we were on a second voyage and there's Imagineers just like watching us participate in this really big Imagineers that had a huge hand in crafting this experience and being able to thank them directly. And then on top of that, me being there with my husband and our two kids, our son saying this was the absolute best trip of his life. And my daughter waking up from a nap the next day after Star Cruiser and saying she wants to go home. We're like, you are home, dude. She's like, no, I want to go to space. Like she fell in love with it too. And it was just like, just take me back, please. (laughs) I'll work there if you need me to just take me back. (laughs) But yeah, I loved meeting you guys. And it was, it was really sad when it was over, when we were leaving, y'all saw, I couldn't stop crying. Well, also on brand, Adam and I were the last ones out of the room, <laughs> the last ones to the atrium of the entire ship, and we found you there crying. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all kind of had a moment as we boarded the shuttle down and, and, well, no spoilers. I can't be the only person to cry. I need one of y'all to cry. No, I've been crying. It's just low res. Okay. It's the pixels. It's the pixels. Low frequency crying. <laughs> low res tears. They're hard to see. <sighs> it, it was... Really similar, and Nick and Ryan, you probably relate to this immediately. It was a lot like having a great tour with a band that maybe you just met and you happen to really connect with. Mm-hmm. My band had this with Anne Berlin back in the days. We just became super, super close in like eight weeks. You know, this was like that, but you take the relationship that we've built over the past five, six months, and Mike 
it's been longer, but not super long. And we've never met in person. I've only hung out with Nick twice in person. So number one, just to see your faces and see you from more angles than just this one with the camera. Like, oh, you're real people. Holy shit. It went from this is a little weird to, oh my God, I feel like we've known each other our whole lives. Yeah, totally. And also we're like 10 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and All of us. Yeah. Share this amazing emotional experience together with these people that you formed this close bond with. It's nearly impossible to put it in words. It's, uh, it's just, it's incredibly profound and it's not, again, it's not just like a cool tour. It's not just like a great summer camp. It's like something that we've loved our entire lives that culminates in this amazing moment. That's never been possible before. And then we share it together with these people. It's crazy. That's the biggest thing to me because I feel like I said it to someone maybe a couple of times while we were out there, you know, even seeing your son, Sarah, I'm like, I used to have to play with like stupid little figures out in the yard to pretend that I was in Star Wars. Fast forward, you know, 40 years and Disney made it possible that we're in Star Wars. It's like Mm -hmm. the generation that gets to experience that full arc of little three and three quarter figures. And now you're the three and three quarter figure. Like I got dressed Mm -hmm. up as a Mandalorian. I got dressed up as a figure and walked around. (laughs) It's, It's a crazy experience. And this goes to technology in general there are kids who only have grown up with iphones and the internet they don't know what it's like before like we're in this age group that is like i mean we're past half now but there was a point where i lived half of my life without the internet and then the second half with it and it's like we're one of the few generations that'll be like that it's wild but my overall feelings are more existential for that coming out of all of this like Before the pandemic and moving to California, like I had really come to terms in a really good way of what it meant to be a fan of anything, whether it was music, hockey, Star Wars, anything like that. And and a big part of my life was going to Star Wars Celebration 2019. That was a big turning point for me because I felt like my happiness tank was full after the five days I was there. And all I wanted to do when Celebration was done in 2019 was go back. So the second it went on sale for 2020, I bought tickets and could not wait for it to come back. Uh, And then obviously we've just had the most horrific two years of our lives, all of us. And it's been really hard to be happy. And you know that you have to find happiness, but it's almost been near impossible for two years. So going into this, knowing that like I was open to being happy and I got the sense from all of you that we all needed what we went through, you know, like we needed to have fun and we did it together. And it was all with the backdrop of star Wars, which was great, which is why we're all together in the first place. But it it was just such a moment of like, man, these last two years have totally sucked. And I've really tried hard to like be happy. And that hasn't totally worked, but I was open to it the whole time. I was constantly Mm -hmm. looking for the last two years for a way to be happy consistently. It's impossible. But we went on this and I literally did not think about the real world for two days. And that was such a relief and it felt so good. And that really is my like biggest takeaway from all of Star Wars, not just the Star Cruiser. It's like we're pretty positive on this podcast because we love what Star Wars means to us. And like you have to go into this experience absolutely head first and just use the tools that they're giving you to be happy. You can't go one foot out, one foot in. Like you have to go in and just live Star Wars and you'll get your money's worth tenfold. The fact that it was whatever we paid for it, I'm just like totally worth it. I would have paid more. Same. 
I, I'm going to echo a lot of the sentiments that Nick said, you know, because I think if you step back from the whole experience, we all kind of knew is like, if it says, if it has the star Wars logo on it, we're in. Mm -hmm. So I don't really think that we had a choice and a huge shout out to my friend, Meredith Miller, who ha was holding the golden AP and this literally just like lined up in the weirdest way that we were able to get on the second trip that Sarah spent 12 hours on the freaking phone. And then I'm in a weird spot because I'm kind of the liaison between Sarah and Meredith than to you guys. And I've been personally, like, I, I don't know how much I reveal about Thank Maker because sometimes people, I don't want people to get weird. Hey, these guys are in bands that I've listened to for years of my life. And all of a sudden I'm like, I got their emails. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sarah, you did great. Thank you, you impressed everybody so much that now you're in the network, right? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the biggest thing that Disney should have course corrected was that when people started talking about the Star Wars Hotel, like, could you, could you all of us imagine, like, what we just went through? And if someone calls it a hotel, I almost want to, like, slap them. I know, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, the, like, for, for as amazing as the rooms are, I said, and I said this, for as amazing as the rooms are, we barely spent any time in them. I think yeah. we, I like slept for four hours, right? So I think to get back to kind of the, the point of it is that I, I think coming into it was that there was this like notion in the back of my head that was like, sure, we're going to do stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's probably just a hotel. I'm like, holy Qui-Gon Jinn, was I wrong? <laughs> um, but I I hear a lot of people uh, comparing the price and, and I, I feel like it's starting to calm down a little bit because... You know, I hear a lot of people like, oh, I could go to a, you know, I could go to Switzerland for the same price. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course you can. It's, that's not, not true. But um, I don't want to go have a generic ass tourist, tourist experience in Switzerland. I want to be a part of a living RPG game in the Star Wars universe from what I eat to uh, what I, where I sleep to what I do and who I'm with. And there currently is no other place on the planet that offers that experience, right? Yep. In regards to how we all are, I think this was a perfect storm of awesomeness because like Nick said, our excitement for Star Wars and the excitement for meeting each other in person, there was like a baseline understanding of how we all know that we feel about this franchise. And I think that really helps versus having some people that were like fringe fans to be like, I don't know, dude, I mean, I guess I'll go check it out. We're all like tuned up to 11. Everyone knew that, right? So you're coming in at this thing going, we could all authentically be ourselves and how we feel about this. There was no one looking over at us and being like, wait, dude, are you crying? Like Star Wars makes yeah. you cry? I knew everyone was going to cry in this thing. Yeah. Like that, you know? And and I feel like there was like an authenticity of us being able to have these emotional releases in regards to how much we all love this franchise without any shame. And I, I feel like there's a lot of people in my life who don't understand that we're on this level. And after 2020, truly, we've had to harness ourselves for the last two years. And there's, you know, we've had to feel bad for experiencing joy. We've, if you've been taking this, the pandemic seriously, you know, we were needing to avoid this level of interaction, right? We needed to, we were just beating each other up over doing things like concerts that you guys need to rely on to make a living. And so I feel like this was a release from all that. And because we're makers because each one of us is an artist and because we try so hard to do something awesome that gives people a break from how crappy the state of the world is right now. I feel like we recognize the Imagineers, the actors like Robbie, 
uh, to Anisha, our data pad coder, like the servers, the cooks, all the people who worked on their backstory to entertain us strangers for 12, 36 freaking hours. Like we all celebrated that. We celebrated that whole thing. And I think that's why we're all like talking about it like this life-changing moment because it was, that's it. It absolutely was. Has anyone else, I know Sarah, you and Steven talked about this on your initial reaction episode that you did on Princess and Scoundrel. Is anyone else feeling like decompression sickness, like emotional decompression sickness is I guess the the way I could describe it, where you just feel off. I feel like emotionally hungover. Yeah. In addition to like that baseline sadness of not being there anymore. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And I, you know, I never went to summer camp, but it's probably feels like the last day of summer camp after a great summer. Same thing with like last day of high school, whatever, last day of work. Like it really does feel like that in a 45 hour experience. But although it was only 45 hours, we have 40 years of love for Star Wars and quite possibly the, you know, the greatest experience we've had with that as the backdrop. And that's, that adds extra heaviness to it. You guys feel sick because you went to Epcot the next day. That's why you guys feel sick. Well, th- that adds to it. <laughs> good point. I, That's I, a good point. I, for me, this Monday, yesterday, was always going to be this day where I was going to start tra- like physical training mm-hmm. again and like get on like a full macro counting diet and everything. And I've been so involved with that for the last 48 hours that honestly I've avoided this emotional depression you're speaking of. I mean, you can hear it in my voice, I hope, when I started talking at the beginning of the podcast that now I'm finding it. But um, I've just been really distracted, you know, from it since I got home, which has probably been a really good thing because, you know, as I've said 50 times, the word overwhelming, I was so overwhelmed. And Mike, I love what you said about the group of people we were with and that level of comfortability, like feeling like no one's going to look at you funny. Mm -hmm. I've never cosplayed before at, you know, like Mike, you're someone who's very invested in it. Right. And I've never done it. Mm -hmm. It it was life changing. I mean, like... Mm -hmm being there with you guys and, and sitting in that bar, it was one of the highlights of my, my natural born life because I was wearing star Wars, not the clothes, the lifestyle, you know, I was fully immersed and I allowed myself to be that way because I was surrounded by you guys, you know, surrounded Mm -hmm. by a group of people that even on the peripheral of like the core of the people that I know on, on the trip, because if there was, you know, 12 of us, it was, there was a lot of people on the edge for, for me uh, of the circle that aren't like close friends or people that I met when I got there and all those things. There was still that Im- an immediate sense of, of trust and camaraderie between all of us. And it got me, man. It, it got me. I, I was, there were, there were a lot of moments that I don't know, maybe you guys didn't see or I, I took, I took some moments to myself to like step off to the side and, and when I say step off to the side, I had found my like perfect badass Jedi stance with my hand resting on my hilt, you know, <laughs> but I would just stand there and sort of, and just take it in. And, and it was so overwhelming. I, I can't, I just can't, I can't believe it's real. I, know. I just can't believe yeah. it. That was my initial text back while we were on the star cruiser with people like, how is it? I would just say, I can't believe this is real. And then I would write them back 48 hours later. I would just, I can't believe this is real. I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say. A good example for me is, is it's, and I I won't allude to what this is at all as a spoiler, but there's, there was something that happened on, you know, on the ship during the story that is a, a, a very planned sort of magician's trick. And I saw it on video after we got, like someone showed it to me later after we got off the ship, the trick. And it was so obvious what it was. Right. No idea. 
I was, I was we were, staring we were and I was yeah. staring right at it. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. I, there were tears rolling from my face while I was watching it just so intensely and I didn't know it happened, you know? So yeah. that's, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's all you need to know about me on the trip. I was so invested <laughs> in it that like the David Copperfield tricks worked when I was staring right at his hands. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I had to do my like corporate, I mean, we had our like, you know, big team meeting. It's Tuesday. Mike's back. Mike, tell us what you did when you were in Florida. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. in front of everybody, I'm like, ah, oh, I did this Star Wars experience down in Orlando. And they're like, oh, was it like a ride? I was like, <laughs> an emotional roller coaster. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm going to sit here and like explain this to me. I'm like, you know what? It was uh, a really incredible experience that, um, I'm going to really cherish. So let's just get back to whatever we think we're doing here. Okay. Cause I don't, I don't feel like explaining this to anybody, you know, like it's just, it's just like an element of being like, and then of course, and then it's, it's really like also heartwarming. I hope that you guys got similar messages where a lot of people were kind of seeing our joy and there was like, yeah, you guys are in your element, you know, like, dude, you're like living your best life, you know? And I mean, yeah, I guess it goes to show that like we ooze this stuff out of our pores all the time. And so who was I sitting next to? Sarah, I think I was sitting next to your husband and we were talking that one of engineer was walking around at dinner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric. or Adam, you were next to me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like he was walking around and I just kind of gave him praise. I'm like, man, the, the high Republic, you know, style of the ship and the, the all the stuff, the stuff, he, you know, and he just looked at me and just goes, this trip is for you. Like, this is who we made this for. And it just kind of was like a, I'm sure he says it to everybody. But <laughs> then there was a part of me that was like, God, he's right. He's totally right. Everybody doesn't say that to him, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was so I was so appreciative of everyone we met that worked there. Like, yep. geez. Like- Mike made Ann Morrow Johnson cry. And if you don't know who that is, she was one of the lead, if not the lead Imagineer for Galactic Star Cruiser. And Mike just like walked up to her, handed her something, walked off like he was some cool like action star in a movie, <laughs> walks away. And Anmar, like she and I were talking with our friend Dano. Mike walks up and hands her what was like a cast member appreciation medallion. Yeah, yeah. And just like what he was like, here, this is for you. Thanks. And what like takes off. And she looks at it and she instantly like tears up. And I was already tearing up because I was like, I can't tell you how much this means to all of us. Like all of the work that you've put into this thank you so much for doing this for us. And then Mike hands her that. She starts crying. I start crying. It seems like I cried the entire trip. I really did hold it together until I saw (laughs) other people crying. (laughs) But how silly is it that we're sitting here so emotional three days after what was essentially a pretend cruise? (laughs) <laughs> we, didn't, no, we, we didn't even hit water we didn't even go in the water yep. we were locked in a like concrete bunker for 45 hours transported in a box truck <laughs> to a Disney park and back and we're all messes and we will never be the same from it how silly is that but how awesome is that at the same time it's magic it's magical it's magic because it, it's it's, it's to I guess to my point earlier, it's just so much more, you know, like we all needed this. We all want this feeling. So it's, it's just speaks a lot to all 12 of us that like we were like blank pages going in, you know, blank, yeah. like clean slate. We wanted to experience what we experienced. You have to, that's my point. When I talk to anyone, it's like, you have to want to be happy. You can't just yeah. be 
this stone cold person expecting magic to happen. It's like you can, you have to have this like sense of wonder if you want to be happy the older you get. You have to keep that. One thing that I know we all did, and there were a few moments that we shared as a group, something that we experienced individually, that only happened because we fully let ourselves go in like the, the higher sense of self, I guess. You know what I mean? We let the individuals that we are in the real world kind of dissipate and fully invested ourselves in the role, whether or not we put a Star Wars name on our role, but like the role of being a person on this trip, we fully dove headfirst into that. And like to Ryan's point, being in an environment in a context where you can do that and not worry about somebody judging you or worry about whether or not you look cool. We did look cool though. So we looked badass for the record. You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Um, We looked amazing. All of us, Sarah outdressed all of us, but still I thought we looked pretty cool. (laughs) You're too kind. But it makes all the difference because if you don't invest and you try to let any objectivity into it, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. So 100%. One moment that I think we all kind of looked around each other and we're like, oh my God, is this really happening? We were in the lounge, kind of a cantina. It's a, you know, like a cruise lounge. It's super vibey, low lights. Everything's just like exactly as you would hope it to be. We're playing Sabak, which is the in-universe card game for anyone who doesn't know that. There are two people in full-blown Mandalorian kits. Nick, I think you probably had yours on as well at the time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We're all, we're sitting around the table. We've got drinks in hand. None of our drinks look like they're from Earth. They're all super badass and high-end. I had like one elbow on the table. I had the drink in my hand. I had my cards in the other poker face on because I was actually invested in the game because we had played it enough. We were playing it for real. And then the cantina music hit. The most Isley cantina mm-hmm. music hit. Yeah. Like I just got goosebumps thinking about it. It was so, <laughs> it, was, it was unreal. Yeah, it really was. And we all recognized it. We, we looked around and all locked eyes and we we're like, is this, is this really, is this happening right now? <laughs> There was moment after moment like that, but that was the first one where I was like, okay, we're here. We are really, really here. That was at the end of the first night. On a Star Wars adventure. Yes. Yeah. That's the podcast, you guys. Thanks for coming. This has been really great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we even need to go into big moments. I think we pretty much... Uh, well, let's do this. Let's talk about... I mean, we could make this virtually spoiler-free with the level and amount yeah. of emotion we've all just spilled all over the our, our desks and laptops. Sorry about you that, guys. guys. Must, you guys must be in emo <laughs> bands. I'm pretty sure you guys are all in emo bands. <laughs> I mean, I'm... That's a fact. It's happening over well, here. Well, let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about how to prepare yourself to go into it, it, which is like vague mentions of expectations with data pads and magic pens and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then we'll wrap up. And maybe when we talk to Austin Romero next week, we'll get into the paths, the different paths you can take and what you do on, on the device and talk about actors and cast members and all that stuff. Yeah. Good. And then Sarah's going to do all kinds of coverage on princess and scoundrel. You did the one about kids. You're probably going to do half a dozen. I would assume. Probably at this point. Yep. Cool. We figured out a plan 46 minutes into our first episode. (laughs) Okay, so this isn't really spoiler territory, but if you want to know nothing at all, I guess you could check out now. Hey, Nick. What's up, Adam? Where did you get that shirt you're wearing? The one that I like so much with the Star Wars things on it? Oh, this one. This one I get a lot of compliments on. I got this one from Roosevelt's. R-S-V-L-T-S. You know that company. 
I see them on Instagram all the time. They make great stuff, shorts, shirts, all the business. Yeah, they have a bunch of great Star Wars designs, obviously, and other franchises like Marvel, WWE, Disney, and many, many more, so many more. They're more known for their button-down shirts, but they also do t-shirts and shorts, and not just for the men, but for the women and the children, too. Dark. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way they fit. The fabric is super comfortable. Can't stop wearing them. Nice. Well, I'm going to rsvlts.com to make a purchase because I actually don't own anything yet, and I've been meaning to buy something. I'm going to use the promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off my first purchase, and you can do the same Again, at rsvlts.com, I'm talking to you, listener. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER and get 20% off your first purchase. Can we talk about timeline when you're, when you're talking about preparing yourself mentally for the trip, right? Yeah. Uh, talk about story, story timeline, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, so it definitely goes around the campfire, which is very large and very toxic of Star Wars fans, that... Either, you know, the sequel movies ruin Star Wars or even on a, on a smaller level, how is Disney going to maintain Galaxy's Edge? You know, the timeline that it's, it's in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, right? Can't happen forever, All right? I've thought about that consciously, just objectively, not because I have any toxicity in my veins whatsoever about the films, but I've considered like, wow, yeah, what are they going to do? Does it stay between The Last Jedi and The Rise, and the Rise of Skywalker for 40 years or in the parks? Or are they going to have to adapt and change? I've definitely consciously thought about that and I've seen it talked about online a lot. So, so I think my point here is mentally prepare yourself by just being, being happy. As Nick says, try enjoying the things you enjoy because yeah. I, I'm so happy that while on the ship and the story is progressing, it is also set in that timeline. Mm-hmm. And... I, ne- I never once found myself disconnected or concerned or bothered that we're in this specific thing that we already know what happens after it. And so whatever characters show up and whatever might change, it's the ending has already been told. Like none of that happened for me because I went into it with such an open mind. Like my, my biggest advice would be no shackles mentally to like any movie, any trilogy, any, you know, like don't go if you're one of those people that you're not going to enjoy yeah. it. You're yeah. not going to enjoy it if that part of Star Wars bothers you in any way. I, th- I think what I'm trying to say, in the slightest bit, if it bothers you, even a little bit, if you can't look at those things objectively and go, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. How are they going to do that? You have to go into it with an open mind. And I think, as I was, you'll be surprised at how stoked you are to be in that chapter of the story. Yep. It opened up a whole new door to that part of the story of the Skywalker saga for me uh, and and quite literally my place in that story. <laughs> yeah. Changed everything for me. I think we're all canon now, right? Yeah, <laughs> we are. Not. I mean- The son, sons of Jeddah are canon. <laughs> we're in spoiler territory, right? We could say things. Um, uh, yeah, technically. Well, the spoiler you're about to say, Nick, is only a spoiler if you haven't seen the poster, which I hadn't. Right, mm-hmm. I would assume in terms of like yeah. big character things, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that there is now inconsequential to the overall story, another saber meeting between Kylo and Rey. Yeah. Kind of sick. Kind of cool. The yeah. lightsaber, even. Yeah. Yeah. The one. No. Oh. The one. Okay. Oh, before boy, leave we it there. We need we need to mention <laughs> that really quickly. Yeah. No more. <laughs> but let's. Okay. So let's talk about the data pad situation. As Sarah said, we each got. I want to say it was an iPhone 13 mini or something. Mm-hmm. And we used that data pad throughout the entire thing. 
if they're not going to have them provided going forward, I, I would assume that's like an optimization thing because those things are super locked down. So they're not wasting battery on anything else. They wanted to probably iron out all those bugs. They might end up keeping them longer because I can't imagine every person is going to manage their battery life well enough to get through all the stuff without blowing it. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Like just from, I know before we were packing for the trip or we were leaving, I said, bring as many batteries as you can. Just because I know if you're on the data pad in Batu, your battery's gone in two hours. Like you could walk mm-hmm. in there with a hundred percent. And if you're constantly connected to Bluetooth, pinging off of all the, whatever you have to slice and hack in Galaxy's Edge, like your battery's actually done in two hours. So you kind of need that data pad when you're on the Star Cruiser. And I know I'm in I'm in the minority, I'm sure, of humankind that, I don't know, had the self-control to stick to it, but also just so thoroughly enjoyed being disconnected for that, that time. Um, it really helped with my experience. And it's mine. It's my experience. I'm not, I'm not judging or telling anybody how to, how to have their own experience, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would have still done my best to like Adam, as you said, make a focus mode that took everything away on my phone so I couldn't access it. But, you know, it's still, it's hard. It's in your hand. You know, it's there and you want to check in with people you love and you want to, and sh- by the way, also just a little shout out to my girlfriend, Laura, for also just being, I mean, you know, you're in the right relationship when you're like, babe, I'm I'm literally going to leave my phone in the room for 48 hours. I'm, that, it's I, like, I'm sorry, but that's how I want to experience this. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll call you when I go to bed, but like, I'm, I'm going to, I will not have my phone on me. And your partner is like, babe, go live your absolute best life. I don't get it. Not my thing. You're a dork, but go, <laughs> go run around with your friends and their lightsabers, their light swords, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> your, um, your Jedi bendus. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, I, that, that was, you know, that was, um, I don't know, honestly, like reuniting with your loved ones when you get off the ship, like that was kind of special too, because it was like, it really felt like I was coming back from this epic journey and I hadn't seen her or talked to her, you know, throughout my adventure. It was, it was awesome. Um, but all that just to say that I, I kind of hope they don't get rid of them. That's what I'm trying to say. Very long winded yeah. way to say that because it just, it allows you to to lose that tether to, to the real world as I think Adam, as you said, and it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I loved that part of it. Shout out to my wife for the same. High quality. High quality human. <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to get into, you know, the list of like must see, must not miss experiences and whatnot. We'll, we're going to leave that to Sarah and maybe a little bit on, next, on the next episode. But would you say without, if we go more specific on the next episode, just tell people, you know, in case you don't listen to the next episode, we've touched on this a little bit, but if you want to enjoy this to the full extent of your happiness tank being as full as possible, as Nick said, you're not going to get a lot of instruction when you get there. Just do it. Just start pressing buttons. Just open your data pad, go into the app, play the game, do the thing, answer the questions, just go for it. And your path, your story, your part in the story, it will unfold. And I will tell you this, partway through, I was worried that I wasn't really on the path that I wanted to be on. You know, I was, I was like, I don't know what I got to do. Like, I feel like I'm interacting with all the right stuff and I'm answering all the questions the right way with the cast members that I'm interacting with. How do I get closer to, you know, no spoilers, the path that we now, all of us know that I was on, you know, some of us were on. And then I figured it out. 
I stayed so immersed in it and I stayed so focused on it and I stayed in character and I just kept investigating and, and, and I got where I, exactly where I wanted to be. And so you, you really got to be open to just trying it all. Open mind. Yeah. But I do think on the flip side of that, be open to not having your story go the way you expected. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, because you can kind of like, without getting too much into it, you don't have to stay exactly on one path. You can kind of bleed into other paths as well. And mine bled into a path that before I went, I had no intention of going on. Mm-hmm. But the character for that path, and I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about, yeah, stole the mm-hmm. show. And I am so glad, yeah. so, so, so glad that my story interacted with him. I don't think that I even told you guys. So so on the the morning of the second day is when I was just standing in the atrium and he showed up near me. And that's when I saw the first piece of any story happen where Gaia's luggage showed up. And I was like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. okay. I, I was almost chosen. Like not chosen, but like because I was standing where I was standing, my path opened up for me right there. So I was just like, all right, here we go. You know, like at that point, I wasn't looking for anything, but it almost unfolded in front of me and I just went with it from that point on. So I mean, it's cool. The ultimate dream part of of it for me, I got chosen to stand in front of the entire class alone and and like be a Jedi. It it was... Yeah, (laughs) that was cool. I was there. It was intense. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's, just- let's also, though, take a step back. I just think there's just, Ryan, you kind of hinted at it earlier. If we have people who are listening to this podcast and know that um, we are pretty dang positive about most things, I hope this doesn't get us in trouble with trying to submarine any of Disney's potential future, but I don't think it really is. If you are caught up in the sequel trilogy, just like you said, Ryan, don't go. If you are caught up that Disney made policies that make it so that you can't wear your armor because you're trying to make the entire cruise be about you, (laughs) don't go. Yeah. If you have to, if you feel the need to assert yourself to one of the cast members or one of the characters or one of the storyline arcs that you need to prove to them that you can catch them and being like, oh, you're not that much of a fan because I asked you this asinine question from episode two of the clone wars season three don't go really truly like i i'm trying to think of the people who have been so critical of this experience in almost every way and people who are even going i've watched videos online oh, it doesn't look that i'm like if you already you are coming into yeah. it you can't you can't yeah. watch videos and expect it's not a movie right no. it's a totally different experience than a movie yeah. right Right. And so I've been kind of telling people because some people have like basically been trying to fight me in terms of like fight my opinion that I had an amazing time. Physically fight you? Well, (laughs) you know, I don't really have a lot of friends anymore now that I've like committed myself to thank the maker. Right. So it's just like you guys are my friends now. Everyone left me already. Um, No, but it's like the the amount of people that because we've been sharing heavy Star Wars star cruiser content right and there's some people who are kind of getting sick of it and that's fine but some people have just been like oh dude it looks like you guys had a great time still not worth it for me and it's like yeah don't go yeah you know because it's like truly if like you you came into this experience trying to figure out like how things work 
why isn't that as cool as I thought it was going to be? Why aren't there 90 aliens walking around in this place? I'm like, there's four freaking non-human characters that walk around and interact with you. Relax. Like, if you can't watch what we just went through, through our social media, and it looks like it's fun, don't go. Then you are wasting your money. That's what I think. I would say, though, if you're on the fence, not in the can I afford this sense, but in the is this worth the money sense, like I could spend this, but is it worth the money? I would hope that if you're willing to let go, actually, I'm pretty confident if you're if you're willing to give it a shot and let go, this whole thing is profound enough. I think it's disarming enough that it will bring all that shit down and you'll be in it and you'll leave thinking, wow how can I get that same amount of money together and go again as soon as humanly possible? You know what helps besides our, our number one of being like open to it. Number two, dress up, definitely dress up. Yes, absolutely. Put on whether it's cosplay or bounding, do one of those two things. It helps. It'll help your attitude for sure. But be comfortable. Nick, yeah. you know this too. <laughs> yeah. yep. I was running around night two after dinner, because there was so much story happening. And I put on this like long gold sequined gown and heels. And at one point I was like, I can't, I got to <laughs> go back to the room and change back into my boots and yeah. something comfortable. Cause I, I can't run around in heels and do all the things I'm supposed to be doing right now. And you had full armor on. Yeah. Nick. But you can't wear oh. your armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't wear your armor. So I don't know how they let you in Nick. Well, look at that. Just like our friends, Scott and Elizabeth, who wore full Mandalorian armor, we got this amazing shot of you guys, but it's a real shame they wouldn't let me wear my armor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead Better and say, on. because they put their armor on after I did, I was the first person on the Star Cruiser ever in Mandalorian armor. Dang, that is a flex that is true. Yeah. That mm-hmm. may be a, an actual fact. Put that in your email tagline. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, It was very, because I started off the second day with, or was it the first day? No, I put it on on the first day. You, you did. did. It was a lot. So when I put on more of a bounding costume, I felt free as a bird. I felt like I could like do a four-minute mile. <laughs> I was sort of somewhere in the middle. And on the second night when I knew we were going to, things were going to get nuts. You want to get nuts? Um, I, I, I actually tried to just like piece together. I I only had, I really kind of only had one look, like I went all in budget wise on this one thing that I had, but I kind of wanted to like dress it down and be a little more comfortable. And I didn't have anything that really worked. So I, I totally agree with that to like have some forethought of like, okay, I'll show up in my most epic thing if that's what I want to do. But I need to have some a backup epic thing that is more comfortable for me to get around and run around in. Ladies, leave your heels at home. <laughs> I think the style is called epic casual. <laughs> epic casual. I love that. Yeah. There's the episode title, Adam. What did you say, Sarah? You said leave, leave the heels at home? Leave your heels at home. Like, just don't. Don't do it. Ready to leave your heels at home. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk for another like three hours, but... We should probably start winding it down. I do want to say, uh, give like a big shout out to the cast, not just for their great performance, but for how invested they were. And I know some of this comes from being very, very early in their job or career as as these roles, because they're they were super enthusiastic. They were fully invested, even if some of them were just fill-ins, like our favorite character. It turns out, because I had a near breakdown emotionally. At the end, after the the big, the the finale, not a breakdown in a bad sense. I was just so overwhelmed that I had to like leave the room. I went and sat on the bridge and just like could, just like could not stop crying for like 20 minutes. It's hard to describe exactly why other than I was just so overwhelmed. 
but I had a handful of cast members approach me and say, are you okay? And got a few words out enough to say that, no, it's okay. This is good. I'm just overwhelmed. It's just a lot. Thank you. And they were, they responded so genuinely, not just like, oh, he's just a fan. Okay. See you later. It was like, they, they kind of shared the moment with me, sure. including one of the, uh, our Saja, who we'll probably talk about tomorrow, what that means. It was amazing. We really connected with them and it didn't feel like they were acting on that level. Yes, they are actors. Yes, they were playing roles, but they weren't acting when it came to the, the emotional connection with us. If they were, give them all Oscars. Yeah. But I think they were genuine. I just want one thing I want to get in before we're done. One of my favorite things about the trip was seeing the kids having their experience. Yeah. Seeing these kids who were dressed up in costume. And I mean, you think we believe we were in Star Wars? This was like, <laughs> okay. it was on yeah. another level. And so is it, is it spoiler to, is it in the posters or anywhere with the rocks? Oh, I'll man. just say the rocks. Is that out anywhere? They show a picture of it, but not what happens. No. So Ooh. I shouldn't say it then? Maybe next God. week. Maybe next week. Well, uh, it's just, it's so relevant to the sequel trilogy thing and the, the idea that, and I'll, I'll try to do it without spoiling it, but the idea that I've been to Galaxy's Edge, you know, 10 times maybe now. And uh, every time I see a, a kid dressed up like Kylo Ren, and I'm talking about like a seven, eight, nine, 10 year old kid dressed up like Kylo Ren or a little girl dressed up like Ray. It's so re, uh, reconfirming what Star Wars is really about at its core and that the sequel trilogies, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if it's the right way to say that they weren't really made for us. Like I'm so stoked that we love them and we love talking about them and breaking them down and finding their triumphs and their flaws and all the things we love talking about movies, but they were made so that a new generation of fans would dress up like Kylo Ren and Ray, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And 100%. I had this experience in this one part of the ship where I was watching one of the cast members interact with a little girl who was dressed up like Ray and it it was i mean i'm i'm emotional right now for real remembering it like vividly that's star wars that's what it's for that's that is it is the purest form of imagination and joy and i watched it i watched this little girl so if you don't like these movies uh, mike i fully i don't want to sound i think we're sounding aggressive now and i'm sorry about that to the listeners but don't go because yeah. <laughs> if a little girl filled yeah. with with joy and emotion because of her connection to the force is happening right in front of you and she's dressed up like Ray and that's going to piss you off, this is not for you. Yeah. But I am so, it was an, you know, the chance of being where I was standing on the ship at that moment. That's the whole experience too. And that was nothing about me. I was just standing there taking it in, you know, with, you know, a youngling in a, in a sort of like temple-esque vibe. It, it was too it was too good to be true and and i think that, that i had such a moment of thinking about you know the sequel trilogy in particular and where we the, the place and time we were in the story while we were on the ship it all just culminated in in moments like that this is not spoilery because it'll probably never happen again but a good story is at some point during day two there's like a little boy named lincoln who is dressed up in like a total halloween oh, yes. first order stormtrooper uh, costume <laughs> that started walking around the ship with the actual first order troopers patrolling troopers. everywhere they went yeah so everywhere they there went. were two adult stormtroopers and one like what six seven year old kid probably walking yes. around like barely so over knee high it, that was amazing but that's not even where the story ends so during the big culmination 
the final act. He gets called out in front of the entire atrium by the First Order captain. Lieutenant. Thanking him for his service. And the kid still had (laughs) his First Order costume on, but not the helmet. And I was maybe 10 feet away from him. And the look of pride when everybody in the atrium was looking at this kid. I can't imagine what that feels like at that age. You know, I I know I'm still a reserved little boy, you know, like I I could tell that this kid was like, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. But he didn't turn away, you know, like he he almost like stood up more straight because the first order captain was like, and thank you, Lincoln, in front of hundreds of adults and other people. And he literally (laughs) mostly adults. Yeah. And it was the most it was my highlight of my trip was seeing the look on that kid's face. I mean, that's it's rad that you're saying that as a highlight because, I, I yeah. you know, I had the same experience and, and it, the highlight was watching a, a, a fan in those like early stages of their fandom mm-hmm. believe it with their whole heart and soul. Yeah. It was amazing. I think there were a lot of really human moments that uh, existed on this trip that used Star Wars as a vessel. Mm-hmm. That's it. There is a scene that you guys will probably talk about in the next episode, um, but we all know what we're talking about. We went out to the the climate simulator, and we watched something happen, uh, and it was for someone who was on a certain path, and <laughs> we had gotten tipped off a little bit to be like, you guys should go check this out. So going in there, and I'm going to be spoiler-free about it, but like we all kind of like snuck in there. Mm-hmm. The Saja knows we're there, did not break character. This person was interacting with this guest that paid full price to be there, interacting with them and having this moment with them that you could have, there could have been a hurricane going on and these two were not going to break their connection. And this moment happened and this guest had like a complete break in humanness. Like (laughs) the immersion was they were 100% believing that they had just done what they had done. And that to me is like that, that was a human moment. And they were, they got, she pulled him aside after and like you could see it. And I think we were all in tears watching it happen because we're authentically happy for this person going through this. And like, we, we, we loved that emotion of being like, this person felt so deeply there. And I think of Austin's story and maybe he'll tell it, maybe he's forgot it, but uh, there was a group of people standing around and there was an older guy, probably in his early sixties that had the Yavin medal. On. Yeah. Do you guys remember Dude. this story? Yeah. Dude. I think he had on one of the green cloaks. That's what Austin was saying, that he had on one of the green cloaks that you could buy from the ship. But he had the Yavin medal mm-hmm. that Leia gives Han and Luke. And the captain of the ship, this is off script. This is just because the captain is a fan of this franchise. Looks over before she starts and goes, I have to stop. Before we begin, I have to honor someone. This medal shows that this person played a large part in the Battle of Yavin in the Rebellion's fight against the First Galactic Empire. And the guy, like, forgot that he had it on and, like, looked down and she goes, this man is a war hero. Thank you for your service. And the guy, like, looked (laughs) down at it and was like... I forgot I had that on. He's just wearing it as a prop, but like he remembered that that prop means something in Star Wars and he was wearing it. And the captain went off script because she's a fan and called that out. And that guy was like, I'm in Star Wars. It's yeah. incredible. Like this this is the connection that people I think wanted Galaxy's Edge to have, but there were just too many people there. Yeah. And if you want that experience to be able to feel like someone is connecting with you over your Star Wars story, that is the Galactic Star Cruiser. So I'll try to stop crying for a minute and tell 
some of my pieces of it because I did bring my my two kids on this. And my seven-year-old was the perfect age for it because he was old enough to do regular lightsaber training and then he was young enough to still participate in the kid lightsaber training and the kid activities. And he and I did the regular lightsaber training together. He and I were, were in there and we were doing it and probably very similar to to Ryan's moment, he got singled out and he got to have this really cool individual experience. And afterwards they have you say something as a group. I couldn't get the words out. I was so, I was in it. (laughs) It was Star Wars. And even now just, it was so real. And Mm -hmm. we finished the training. We walked out of the room and I just like scooped him up and we just, we just stood off to the side of the hallway and just like hugged and cried because it was an incredible experience together. And then later on that night, we were doing something on the bridge and this isn't really a spoiler in any way, but he got to pull the lever. <laughs> he got to put the, put the ship in, into hyperdrive. And as a seven-year-old, can you imagine Having no, that experience? No, God, no, no, I cannot. I mean, <laughs> nope. or yes, I can. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> but you know, my husband was behind him filming it, and I was in front of him filming it, and so I watched his little face just light up. Like he got to do the countdown. Him and this other character just like pull the levers, and it launches. And then he turns around. And my husband's filming that piece. I got to watch that last night. That's what made me cry last night. He turns around. He walks back and. It was pure joy. That smile was so big. It just, he was glowing and it was real to him and it was real to all of us in that room. And it was, how is this even possible that this exists? It can't get more real than what, you know, when you just said, when you were just telling the story, all I flash back to is me wanting to recreate with my figures, the trash compactor scene and my dad filling up a box with a bunch of crap in it. Being like, here's your trash compactor. <laughs> like, that's where we've gone in the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. That's how far we've come is that your son gets to actually experience that firsthand. And it's it's an amazing thing. And you know, I've said this to other people too. It's like, stop expecting things to be absolutely perfect. Sure, if something sucks, something sucks. But if something is 95% perfect, it just experience it. Like I, I don't know why people feel so entitled to that things have to be perfect for them instead of great for everybody. Like I, I just, people, it, it's so simple for me to say over and over. It's like, you want to be happy? It takes work and you have to just have the ability to like look within yourself and don't be so self-centered that you're waiting for your, for the world to make you happy. Work at it. Work at it and be open to it. And I think you'll see some like good results. You know what it's a lot like? It's a lot like in Hook, adult Peter Pan, remembering how to be Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Yeah. Great reference. I don't remember the movie well enough to, you know, throw out a quote at this point, but... You're doing it, Peter. Here you are, Peter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> say what you will about that movie... That's an emotional moment, especially the way it starts. You know, he's he's just like a grumpy, normal old person that's jaded. Yeah. And then he relearns how to be a kid. That's us. 
that's everything yeah. in, a, in a scenario like and this. And it could, could coexist. We don't have to be in this state of arrested development where we could only be 40-year-old kids. It's like, no, we don't have to, as much as I want to live on the Galactic Star Cruiser for the rest of my life, I know it's not possible. <laughs> so once every once in a while, I get to feel that, and that's good enough to go on through the rest of my adult life where everything sucks. You know? It's like... <laughs> Everything except Tuesday nights, sometimes Wednesdays. No, this is fun. All right. We could say more, but let's maybe wrap it up. And we will. We will, yeah. We'll say more next week with Austin Romero. The world knows him as Mike Rome, the announcer for Monday Night Raw. Same guy, turns out. He was our our cabin mate. He was on the journey with us. He'll be here next week. We'll, We'll get into details of like the path and we'll talk... Maybe some like speculation about how behind the scenes things worked. Maybe we'll go down that path. We'll, we'll, we'll suss it out. Either way, it'll be a great conversation. I don't even want to say anything about giving us money or anything because this is too pure for me to even say those words. So uh, instead, Sarah, Mike, tell us where you can be found on social media and what you have coming up in regards to this and your coverage. I am on Instagram and TikTok at Sarah J. Mac. I am a travel agent. I did book this experience for us. And so if you do want to experience it, I will happily yell all of the wonderful things about it at you and then get you booked. <laughs> it doesn't cost you any extra to use my services, but I do have a podcast that is part of the Thank the Maker Network. It is me and my husband and it is Princess and Scoundrel. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Princess and Scoundrel Show. Oh, it's my turn to go. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm emotionally drained. Um, so I'm I'm actually going to be doing some YouTubing with my friend Dano Flores. Shout out to the Dano channel. He was one of our adventure partners on this whole thing. And I think we have a, is it too early to announce we're going to be doing something, some really cool giveaway that we're going to do with all of us, each other. Um, so I'll be featured over there. We're going to have a conversation. I'm really excited about that because his, pers- and, and also a huge, praise to him for recording a lot, yeah. probably getting a lot of us in there and also being fully in the experience. He was with us left to right, shoulder to shoulder, up front, behind, and he was fully in it, but he had a camera rolling the whole time. And I was so grateful of that because there were some people on our trip that just straight up, I mean, they didn't even care. They just put a freaking camera on a tr- on a gimbal and just walked around. I was like, that's the lamest thing I've seen, but whatever. There was a dude who had his eye glued to the viewfinder of his camera the entire trip. The tall dude. Yeah. Like yeah. he should have been yeah. dressed up as Kylo Ren. Like he was t- as tall as Adam Driver with long hair. And yeah, but that dude, and he was with somebody who I just kept watching her. Yeah. She was basically alone because that dude was filming the entire thing. So weird. That dude was really tall though. Yeah. Yeah, he was really tall. I went. Up, I yeah. was next to him in lightsaber training. I was at his armpit. <laughs> you get a great shot from up there, though, from yeah. where he lives. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. So I'm just, I'm really grateful that Dan was able to record as much as he did um, because I think there were a lot of moments that I would have loved to see a perspective on, but he was still, he was never out of it. I mean, he was first in line for a ton of stuff. So I'll be talking with him on the Dano channel on YouTube. And then we have a little thing coming up between our networks. And then you can find me on the Thank the Maker Network at the Armor Party podcast, which uh, I'm a couple weeks off on that. So hopefully Sarah dropping her podcast on Tuesday of this week will make me uh, get into edit mode again. 
And my next episode is actually with Kevin Weir of Imperial Surplus, which is probably the largest distributor of clone armor in the entire 501st Legion, which is really cool. So uh, there's a lot of stuff happening on the armor side of things, which is exciting. And I'm glad that you guys all had your kind of big experience costuming. And now you can understand why I'm into this stuff so much. So it's the best. um, It's the best. (laughs) It is quite fun. So you can find me at Armor Party Show and at my alter ego of, hello, my friends, (laughs) Hondo Supply on Instagram and Twitter as well. I'm at William Ryan Key on the internet. Find me there. Put some new music out a couple weeks ago. I'd love for you to check it out. I am at Nick Bayside on Twitter and Instagram. I will be on the newest episode of The Sith List talking uh, some Star Cruiser. And also episode 36 of the Radio Radio Show came out today. I got a little screwed because Spotify was down for a couple hours this morning. So if you could find it in your heart to uh, go help my streaming numbers get back to normal, please go listen. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, we are at Thank the Maker Pod on Instagram and TikTok and at Thank the Maker on Twitter. Sarah, thank you so, 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 so much for booking this. Mike, thanks for being another adult in this equation and helping bring all this together. We literally wouldn't have gone if you two hadn't Absolutely. made it all happen. I would confirm that. Three band idiots would never have gotten on the second voyage of this thing. You, There's no way. You guys, for you, everyone besides me, Ryan and Adam, I said this early on. I'm like, we need a tour manager. Like we, we go into <laughs> the three of us. Yeah, we don't know how to do stuff like this on our own. Where's the day sheet? Where's the venue? Yeah. When the three of us are in a group, we revert to this like, I'm an idiot. What do I do? I don't know where to go. What time do I have to be there? I'm going to be late anyway. It's like, that's where we all go to. So thank you guys for being tour managers of uh, the century because it, it helped. Is that why you guys brought us onto this network? <laughs> I mean, we can't, we can't do it ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You're great at what you do, respectively, but also, yes, we need your adult skills. Very much so. <laughs> Shout out to Meredith again for being the annual pass holder, the, uh, the vessel upon yes. which we traveled in that sense. Yes. She was amazing as well. Yes. Her and her boyfriend, Austin, were yeah. awesome. One thing I hadn't even considered going into this was making new friends. And yeah. that was another amazing highlight. Great place to wrap it up. All right. Until next week when more tears will be shed. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. And may the force be with you. 